What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the GFY Podcast. I'm Deluxe20, along with a D4. Today, we have a very special guest. This guy has done it all. He's worked in the NFL, and now he is the Chief Revenue Officer of Complexity Gaming. Please help us welcome Dan Hers. So what's up, Dan the Man? Hey there. Hey, brother. What's going on, guys. Hey, I really do appreciate you you uh you know getting on this thing. I asked you like really early in the podcast <laughs> and you were like, Yeah, dude, I got you. And then I fell through and then I was just, you know, it's it is what it is, okay? But uh I want to tell all the people out there that um I am more excited about this one than I think any other person. Um, so it, maybe it's just yeah, me, blush. but it is what it is, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I'm just hyping you up. I'm, I'm just pumping the gas into you, man. You know what I'm saying? Pressure's on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just setting the bar real high. Yeah. Um, so, Dan, for the people out there that don't know what you do and exactly uh, what organization you're uh, associated with, can you go ahead and sure. give everybody kind of a little bit of a rundown? Yeah, happy to. So. Currently, I'm the Chief Revenue Officer at Complexity Gaming. Okay. Um, been with Complexity a little over a year and a half now at this point, um, down in, in beautiful Dallas, Texas. My We're man. Owned by Mr. Jerry Jones himself, so have the, the Dallas Cowboys ties. Um, no, you've been rocking some of our gear. I'm but... wearing the hoodie right now, and I'm not even joking. <laughs> I, was, I will send you a picture of it if I have to. Uh, <laughs> I, I, we've gotten so many um, compliments on that hoodie. We were out at Cowboys training camp, and all the players just kept coming. It was like, the best hoodie I've ever worn. It really um, is. So, no, I love it. But, yeah, so I've been there to help kind of manage all revenue, mainly partnerships, and then um, ancillary revenue if it's merch or other kind of new revenue streams we're exploring, um, streaming, new items. You know, new programs, whatever that might be. But we're we're a small team, so gotta have my hands in kind of all aspects of the business and, and wear right. a bunch of hats, which is really nice. That's awesome, dude. Well, like uh, I appreciate you with the hookup uh, on the hoodie because it is literally my favorite hoodie of all time, and I've, you've heard that a ton. But I, like <laughs> as soon as I got it, I was like, man, this is my favorite hoodie. So what I do I is um, like I keep my house pretty cold. Uh, and cause it's summer and it is balls hot here and I can't yeah. stand it. So I just crank it up and you can always put on more clothes and then take off clothes. So <laughs> I always have a hoodie, uh, in the room and, uh, this is the one that it's a go-to for sure. But if you haven't checked it out, you definitely have, yeah. have to. And if you don't, let's say you don't like gaming stuff. Like I'm not a huge, I don't even wear my own t-shirts a lot of times. I definitely don't <laughs> wear sidearm stuff. I definitely don't wear, you know, some of the other guy's stuff. Uh, but, uh, like I don't mind wearing this out in public. It looks like it is a, uh, Dallas Cowboy hoodie, to be honest. Their logo is so similar to Dallas Cowboys on purpose, I'm guessing. Like that's got to be bit, some yeah. of the branding. Um, cause I've had a couple people say, Hey, is that Dallas Cowboys? I'm like, no, it's actually a, a gaming organization, a complexity. Like they're kind of a big deal. You should check them out. But, um, <laughs> but it's, it. but, uh, yeah, dude, I've always talked about complexity. Like I've always seen complexity in this space, but, um, like, I don't know. It, like, it seems like with you guys doing the rebranding and moving to Dallas and all that stuff, it seems like there's just a bigger hype train behind it. Maybe it's just me, but uh, I'm loving the direction you guys are going for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's been really special. You know, obviously, Complexity is one of those brands that's 
a legacy brand that's been around. It's actually been 16 years this summer. Oh, wow. With their starts in, in Counter-Strike and runs in Call of Duty and tons of games. Um, but with the acquisition by Jerry Jones and moving down and, and really having the capital behind us to grow the company how we want to and put the resources into it so we can build infrastructure, it's been exciting. I think that's the thing that really intrigued me about this opportunity and, and coming down to complexity is that the organization is fully on board. So it's pretty cool. Um, you know, people get jealous because our players who live with us in Frisco actually eat at the same cafeteria that the Dallas Cowboys players. So really we'll be in line and all our players. Yeah, that's it's really cool. cool. And, you know, so we, we have the full organization behind us. I mentioned we were out at training camp. We brought Drini, our Madden player, Jackson, our FIFA player to play with the guys in their downtime. So it's been, it's been really fun to have that kind of, brand and, and the knowledge of the Dallas Cowboys behind us. That's pretty cool. Like I've seen some pictures there and it's state of the art stuff. When Jerry Jones does something, Jerry uh, Jones does something, you know? It looks it nice. Sets, it sets the standard to a new level. Yeah, it really um, it's does. Crazy. We just, you know, opened our, our new headquarters, the GameStop Performance Center and the the standard that they, they put on us was very different than what you see in kind of traditional esports and gaming companies. It had to be a very, very high end um office and training center which I, mm-hmm. i'm not complaining about at all yeah but bet. um it's it's pretty nuts when you walk across the street and you're in, in their offices and it's just you know done done to the nine uh i have to ask how hands-on is jerry though with the whole complexity organization yeah i mean so his whole family and him are our board so you know, oh, really? That's daily cool. or monthly, we're dealing with Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones Jr. Um, his legal counsel helps me with contracts and things like that. So, really, that's got to be nice because you know it's us the best of the best, probably. It's nuts. Um, I, I like pinch myself from that part. I'm like, <laughs> are you sure you want to help me with this deal? It's like, yeah, it's just you know renegotiating a, a middle linebacker's hundred million dollar deal or whatnot, seven year <laughs> deal and kind of what goes on there, but I'll help you with this whole sponsorship deal. I'm like, you sure? He's like, yeah, it breaks up my day. I'm like, okay. Um, but you know, they're, they're fully invested. It's, it's such a unique thing where if you look at the, the esports and gaming space right now, most of our competition has multiple investors through what are known as like, an investment round or a seed round or a round A or B or C. Right. So they're bringing more and more capital on through those. For us, it's we have our final ownership group. So Jerry is all in and the family is all in where it's this is our money, this is our organization, and it allows us to really be strategic on how we grow for the future. That's crazy. Like I, I don't even know what the first um – I don't know, conversation you had to have with Jerry Jones, but like, hey man, there's this thing called esports. I know you do football <laughs> and it's the biggest, you know, sports team in America, but I'm gonna throw this at you, buddy. Um yo, uh I got a bunch of kids, they get online and they play these wacky games and uh we, would you like to spend millions of dollars on it? And he's like, Yeah, sure, go ahead and let's <laughs> let's put it right next to my office, by the yeah, way. Yeah, what yeah, what made him what made him go into this this space? Yeah, so there, there's two parts. So the the other family that acquired complexity in, in late 2017 is the Goff family. Um, and part of the Goff family is Travis Goff, who's the son of John Goff. And Travis has grown up an esports fan his whole life. Um, he was around 16 years ago when complexity got in the game and was going to, you know, hotel ballrooms in Dallas and watching Counter-Strike and just has been a fan. And, you know, they're two very successful families. And never really had an opportunity to work together and I've always looked for a project and 
Travis was kind of visionary to see, hey, look, I, I know esports. I see the passion. I see where we're going. Um, you know, the Jones family and the Cowboys, you guys have the infrastructure to make this successful. Is there something that we can, you know, bring together here? And the really powerful thing, and I've seen this across, you know, all different types of conversations is when you bring these individuals to an event and they see that fandom that they can translate back to traditional sports. So you go into an arena and you see thousands of fans cheering and clapping and going crazy for it. You can identify with that. You might not know what actually is going on on the actual game, but you can identify with, holy cow, these guys are passionate about it. They get it. You know, there's groups cheering in America, USA, whatever it might be, and they can kind of recognize what that looks like. That's awesome, man. Like, uh, just even like thinking about that, like it started with one person, like, uh, that, that got interested in esports. I really didn't get involved in like esports, like the actual competitive part. Probably Call of Duty kind of swung me in that direction a little bit, but yeah. like the other stuff, I didn't even know was out there until I really got in the space and it has blown the freak up man i don't know like it's it's crazy now i don't know how y'all even keep up there's so many new games <laughs> you got to get so many new players like yeah. it's got to be you got to keep up with the joneses for real like the jerry joneses like to keep up with anything exactly. um what's the new thing that you guys are investing in or making a team for or that you've seen an incline in because i'm really uh wanting to know kind of like where this whole thing is going and in what direction yeah, it's, you know, it's hard. I think one of the unique things that we have in an organization is that we have the ability to be in a game or out of a game really quickly, right. frankly, um, which makes it easy. So obviously we've seen a ton of success around Fortnite um, from a content standpoint, a competition standpoint, you know, ups and downs competitively. It's really hard to figure out who's the best, but on a content side, you're seeing a lot of success. So we made an investment I think we're going to make a continued investment in that game, but we're, we're always kind of out watching, you know, what's driving viewership, what's driving fandom. If, you know, the next hot game pops up, we have the advantage and the ability to, to really jump in it quickly. Um, okay. We take a, a hard look at what does the return look like? Are brands looking that they want to support that? Okay. Is it a family-friendly game? Is there an influencer network to build behind that? Um what kind of makes up that solution? And then, you know, the unique thing and where we're seeing a ton of growth too is that publishers are starting to really get involved in it. Um, so if it's Rocket League and you're starting to see team cars in it, or yeah. FIFA's starting to put, you know, teams' jerseys in it, or Rainbow Six now has and has continued to support teams and put skins in it, um, that goes really far with us. And those, you know, unique revenue sharing opportunities is, is, Nice to know that if we're fronting and paying players and building this infrastructure, there's a return on the back end. So we're always looking for those types of relationships for sure. That's pretty awesome, man. Uh, I don't know how big this space is or that if you guys have even looked at it in any kind of way. Um, and I know there's some things popping up about it uh, in our area as well. But yeah. um, so they are now starting to push in high school sports esports as a sport and so i yeah. think some of the the games that are being pushed are some of the ones you're talking about they're trying to keep family friendly of course they're trying to also push the ones that have a lot of team aspects to it so rocket league is one that they're pushing i think league of legends yeah. is something that they're pushing uh, and i've seen some other ones being even pushed to the college level as well they're starting to have a yeah. bunch of college teams and i don't know how much affiliation you guys can have with it because you are a pro team and and how that avenue even works uh if the brand is so 
uh, new. When I say brand, I mean like the whole esports as a whole is so new yeah. to that scene that can you guys touch that or have y'all seen an increase in that or, or what's up? Because this is kind of new to me too. I've just now noticed in a few articles that uh, going into high school and the college as well. Yeah, it's interesting. So the, at my previous position, I haven't really spoken about it, but I was with ESL, um, internal entertainment and, and helping on, on their partnership teams. And one of the things I was spearheading and, and helping with from the strategy level with their, you know, COO and CIO and kind of the CSO and top level was looking at the college ecosystem because it's, if you look at where Europe is, is they have infrastructure at like a national level and an amateur level because they've just been a little bit ahead of us. And it's easier to kind of create IP infrastructure with internet broadband and stuff on, on a smaller area versus the United States, which is spread out. So, you know, is college a solution there? And what does that look like? And mm-hmm. we explored in it. We launched a partnership with the Big East. They're ESL. Oh, really? Big 10. Okay. A few other big conferences. SEC called me up and I was like, this is strange. Um, <laughs> but it is, the biggest conference in the world was well, whatever, but well, you know, whatever. Right. You know, I, <laughs> I didn't think it was the demo for them, but I guess there, you know, there's that interest. Um, so we're, we're seeing that infrastructure there, you know, from a complexity standpoint, it's, it's a very hard and crowded market. But as we've come into North Texas and Frisco specifically, We've really started to look at the high school market as well as supporting the local colleges team. Yeah, that seems to be right. cool. Right. If we're putting our grassroots down, if we're putting infrastructure down here, if we have this new association with the Cowboys, how do we get aligned kind of across the board? Um, so, you know, we're having conversations with all the different high school school districts, talking about understanding what they're doing. We're working on kind of a, a meeting where we're going to bring in a bunch of local high schools and their kind of esports leaders and say, how can we help support you? Because, you know, that's where we think our role is, is that we can just want to be there and be a tool of support that mm-hmm. we can kind of trickle down some of that information. Yeah, it seems like the internet is not going to be a problem in schools. I don't know how that all yeah. works. Uh, internet shouldn't be a problem with uh, either college or high school because it seems like that gets the funding uh, right off the bat. Um, right. But the next thing that I would figure would be the biggest problem is the actual machine that they're actually working on, uh, that they're playing on. Uh, they're going to play PC. Um, that's the only thing I would think that would be uh, like that be something that you guys probably could help out a lot with. Hey, we'll we'll uh, set you guys up with a couple of stations and then y'all can go from there kind of thing like gift out a couple for local high schools and maybe like if you have a high school that had let's sit, let's say it seats like 2000 yeah. kids that are graduating or you have one that sits 100 how do you like regulate that like how does a school district just bringing in all that revenue uh play a school district that only has you know uh, a way smaller number of kids that are graduating that are getting funding from so that's got to that's got to be a weird thing all around as a school probably you aren't even really uh worried about it too much but that seems probably that like their number one thing they would probably want from uh you guys is just some help financially or or how these rigs should be set up and just the know-how kind of thing yeah, exactly. And even just like the coaching level and, yeah, and how exactly. to train and, and what is exactly. like. Yeah. That's definitely where, you I, know. I never thought of that, that really. But that's, this seems yeah. like you guys should be in the forefront of that. If they're going to come to anybody, it seems like they should kind of come through, come through you guys or y'all should put out some type of material that they could, uh, get online or, uh, have some kind of, um, I don't know, some professional development on it or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, 
thinking outside the box here a little weird, but um, seems like you no, guys. Spot on. Yeah, it seems like you guys would be like, hey, if you need to learn how to coach somebody, this is how you do it. This is the steps you need to take. This is what you're looking for in a teammate and all that stuff. That seems pretty cool, man. Now I'm thinking about it. I don't know. Like, uh, it seems like there's some kind of space out there where you guys can really excel, not only on your level with the, the competitive league, but you also helping with education within the sport. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I think you're spot on. That's where that's where we want to bring in, hopefully get and just kind of help, you know, understand how you can develop talent, build skills around it. Um, we even, you know, to go off on a different riff, we did a summer camp this summer where we brought in kids. 10 to 15 to... I was just about to ask you about that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. They learned to play Fortnite, but the cool thing is, like, hey, you're not just here to play Fortnite for eight hours. We helped them create a new brand. We helped them create a new Oh, that's cool. We taught them how to teach, uh, do content. I'm coming to y'all's content, uh, y'all's camp next year, by the way, I'm coming. (laughs) We'll get you in with the new logo. (laughs) (laughs) But it was cool, because, you know, they they literally left with a hard drive of, like, here's everything I learned this summer. That's cool. Oh, I thought you were coming to play Fortnite. Um, so if we can use kind of gaming as this pathway and as this tool to to teach and educate, there, there's a lot to be done there. That's neat, man. That's cool. I mean, I figured that thing, if you really marketed that and uh, had kids come in, y'all got the facility like no other, and people would pay out the wazoo to come and have their kids play Fortnite with you guys that rebrand themselves and want to be YouTubers or make content. That would be so Even if you showed them around or showed somebody doing this kind of stuff, kids would eat that up because they don't want to go outside to a football camp where they got to spend eight hours outside. They want to go inside their air conditioning and play some, some video games. I mean, I'm telling you, parents would pay a crap ton for you guys. And y'all could just have like a Jason Witten come by or somebody that has a kid already and just be like, hey, this is my son Billy. And look, I'm Jason Witten and uh, nice to meet you and shake people's hands and be like, that would be the best thing in the world. Like, it wouldn't even have to. It could be Tony Romo. That's like long gone, you know? But uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway. I love it. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty. That's pretty uh, next level stuff already. I'm, y'all are killing it right now. So, what am I Appreciate saying? That. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, Dan, tell me a little bit about your uh, background. Like, how did you get started with games? How did you get involved? And how did you work your way to this position? Because this got to be like one of the top positions there is out there. Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting ride. So, you know, I went out to college like a lot of people do. Um, and my junior year of college, I was looking at internships and kind of was at this crossroad. I was a, an economics major. And on one side, I was looking at a, a bank and going to work for kind of an investment bank um, and, and live that life. And then on the other side, I was looking at the Colorado Rapids um, and intern with them. And I played soccer all my life and that would in college. Be cool, man. And I was like, yeah. yeah, I was like, you know, let me go take a shot and just see what this is about if I like to work in the sports industry, investment banking's not going anywhere. So I, I worked for the Colorado Rapids and had an amazing time and loved it. And was fortunate enough then when I finished college to have my, my first career outside with the Denver Broncos, um, which was the, an awesome, awesome experience. It was with Peyton there and, you know, he threw 509 in the end zone where I was at and just That's cool. really, really fun and exciting to be around. Um, and, and shortly after, I, I went to a different job with an agency, and I, I didn't like it. And and here's kind of how the the circle comes back around too is, you know, I watched a bunch of you all for years, and I think it was right around the time that you all started playing Counter Strike. Oh really? Um, and I was like, oh cool, like this game looks interesting. Like let me check it out. Right. Um, 
and I started playing Counter-Strike, and, and from there, there was ESL1 Cologne 2015, and it was built into the actual player, and I was like, okay, this I, I'm starting to hear about this esports thing, and then I saw the actual event, and it was just full of people. You know, it was a stadium in Cologne, Germany, probably 20,000 people full, and I saw that fandom that I loved at the Broncos. You know, you see that kind of ownership, you see the fans going crazy, and I was like, I need to figure out how I get into this industry. And I literally spent probably the next four or five months networking and talking to probably a hundred people just hitting people up saying hey can i have 15 minutes would love to just pick your brain um and from there started to build a network and you know one of the people i early on spoke to was a gentleman by the name paul brewer who was at esl um just new and and kind of we talked for a bit and a little bit down the road he's like hey we're starting to get some momentum here i've brought on some clients um, Comcast, Pepsi, a few others, we need someone to help and kind of manage those those clients. Um, do you want to come back? And it was in New York where I grew up, so we moved back um, to New York and, and kind of took on that job and did that for two years. And when this whole Jerry Jones thing came together, I was like, this is so interesting. It's my love with the NFL and football teams plus esports. Right. Um, there's something so unique here. And I also saw the, the power of influencers and the team side mm-hmm. um, because at all these events we'd go to, there'd be signing sessions for hours. You know, people would line up and they'd come to these events and it wasn't very different than kind of watching at home. But what they wanted was to experience the power of the influencer, or the player. Um, so I kind of took that and put together and connected with Jason Lake after who's the CEO of Complexity after the acquisition and started talking you know, about four years, or excuse me, four months later, it was a similar conversation. He said, you know, we're looking for someone to come in who can be that right-hand kind of voice to the Cowboys sales team and help bring some partnerships and revenue. Um, they flew me down. I saw the, the Jerry rolled down here and was kind of blown away. And I was yeah, like, I bet. I, I, I need to get in on this. <laughs> right? How can you say no? Exactly. It's, it's pretty wild. Um, it, it really is just a different standard, as you said. So basically what you're telling me is you owe me half of your paycheck. Is that what you're telling me right now, Dan? Pretty much. Okay. I didn't get it. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what hoodie you're talking about. I don't know what the white hoodie and the in the blue <laughs> star you're talking about. But anyways, uh yeah. But uh that's pretty cool. That's a cool little thing. Yeah. Like you literally started off in like the the football realm and then the esports realm kinda came together and then you got to merge the two. That's like gotta be I mean, even if somebody tried to get your job, like, there's no one else out there that can even mess with your resume right now. I don't even understand. Like, that's not even a thing. Especially I appreciate that. These but, early um, days, yeah. No, it's, you know, it's been just a, a really special ride. And, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to kind of have a, a timing aspect of it. Yeah, right place, right time, the, yeah. At the right time and got such interesting experience. That's super cool, though. Like, that's awesome. Um you said a little that you played soccer a little bit. I will get back to the yeah. esports stuff, but uh, you look like a defender to me. Did, did you play def- defense at all? <laughs> I did. I My man, outside defense and outside. That's mid. what I'm talking about, uh, bro. I'm telling I'm, you, I'm a killer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm vertically challenged, so I stayed away from the from the middle of the field. Hey, you didn't got you didn't got it. You don't need that. It's all good. <laughs> no, it, it worked out well for me. Look, I'm I'm a little scrappy one. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's good stuff, dude. Okay, 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 okay. I played a little soccer too in high school. That's good. It's good. I love good. that. Um, that's good. But um, yeah. Uh, back to the esports stuff. Um, yeah. 
like every day, give me the walkthrough and like what you do. What time you wake up? Like, give me the rundown on a basic day for you because it's got to be like intense, like super sporadic as far as what you'll run into every day. I'm thinking, and then like who you'll deal with and like checking emails has got to be the worst because it seems like you'd <laughs> probably get a bunch of emails, a bunch of idiots just saying, "Hey, sponsor me," or "Can you pick me up as a pro player?" or something crazy, you know? So what you got yeah. going on from day one? I mean, I think it's hard that that no day is is the same. But you know, from a general standpoint, it's it's up probably six six thirty. You, you probably see my my responses to you then, maybe seven. Yeah, I see that. Um, I see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and get get my day started, and hopefully try and work out. And that's a, that's a new kind of habit I'm getting into. But um, you get to work ex- out at the uh, Cowboys facilities, or. Yeah, so actually all of our staff and all of our players get a, a membership to Cowboys Fit. So it's, it's not the, the private weight room of the players, right. but it's their, you know, their membership only gym on the facility. Um, so really cool perk. But, you know, after that, I, I usually, we get the kind of upper staff at Complexity. We get two meals a day at the training of table. Course. The Cowboys cafeteria. Of course. So grab breakfast and usually have a, a sales meeting with the Cowboys sales team. So like fully integrated over there and meeting with them first thing in the morning, talking about what we have going on, who's talking to who, kind of where there might be some synergies that we can kind of play off of. Um, and then it's, you know, head across the street to our facility and, and kind of post up there for most of the day. It, it, it's definitely... Early on, digging out of hundreds of emails, as you kind of alluded to, which is fun. I I usually keep the "Hey, sponsor me or pick me up" to our our, our GM and assistant GM. Yeah, um, but I, I do. Yeah, see you hadn't responded to me on any of mine that I sent. <laughs> yeah. I've been sending them in. I passed it along. You didn't hear from anyone? Oh no, I guess I probably got lost somewhere. I'll make sure to follow. Like yeah. Spam, spam okay. filter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, you know, so it's a lot of that. And then meetings, I think, you know, a large part of what I do still is is educating kind of these blue chip clients you, you think of um, and, and help them kind of understand what the opportunity is in esports. So mm-hmm. it's working with potentially new brands we can partner with, as well as talking to the brands we already have um, on board. And then, you know, there's always the, the other stuff of dealing with merch, dealing with activations, dealing with, you know, new revenue streams, and then um, legal, finances, just kind of run the company. So luckily, I've and how I like it is I have my hands in a lot of things. It, it kind of keeps every day different, which is really fun, but um, really cool. And I, I think, you know, to, to end it, usually leave around 536, but probably on my phone, kind of working for most of the night. Okay. That's pretty nuts, though. Like the the coolest thing I heard from that, I'm just gonna be honest, Dan, <laughs> was that you get to work out when, at a facility, which a lot of I think tech companies are doing this now. They're coming in, they're saying, "Hey, here's a free gym, gym membership. Uh, you know, stay fit, stay healthy, keep everything w- where it should be. That way, yeah. they don't have to worry about people in sick days. I feel like that's something that a lot of people uh, use when they're not uh, eating right and working out and stuff. So. Um, that on top of two meals a day, that's super nice. That seems like it's a, it's a crazy perk. And I bet the cafeteria there isn't like just trash like it was for me at college or (laughs) at high school. It was, it's probably, you know, upper level. What's the, what's the menu like there? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, we, there's kind of a few stations. So you've got your, your salad bar station. They'll make you a salad. We've got a grill station, which is what I usually hit up and get a, a grilled chicken wrap. 
Buffalo Grilled Chicken Wrap. Um, we've got a pizza station. And then there's kind of two revolving stations, which is one's kind of like a hot buffet. They'll do a pasta bar or whatever it might be. And then the other one's usually more player-focused, so it might be salmon and some you know healthier kind of proteins and grains for them, which I usually try and avoid. But um, it's, it's, it's a really nice perk. And then the dessert bar is pretty nuts. They've got, you know, uh, ice cream that you can have, cookies, cakes, whatever you want. Um, so it's, it's pretty nice. So where do we sign up to be your <laughs> assistants? Is that what I'm, that I'm getting Do you have any in? internships open? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, not currently. Uh, but, Come on, you know, man. I'll, I'll make sure that, you know, D4 send me a note. I'll, I'll file okay, it with okay. D20s and make sure it gets to someone. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Right on that, Dan. I'll be on that, buddy. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's funny stuff. Um, that's good stuff, man. Like, I'm glad you're doing well, man. You've always been, like super supportive of us and i appreciate that over the years and uh you know you really reach out at uh random times and i was like man this guy he really he really cares like you'll come to twitch and you'll sub to me every once in a while watch i think you have one of the best twitch names of all time can you tell everybody what your twitch name is his and hers yeah so um, yeah playing play off my last name my i think it was my seventh grade math teacher came up with it and kind of embraced it since then i, I hated it at the time Really? Have played with it, yeah. Well, I love it. I think it's great. I don't know. It's pretty cool. But, um, yeah, you always come through. You're always supportive, man. And I, I just appreciate that about you. Like, that you're genuine, you're cool, and, like, you just keep it real most of the time with us. And you're just, I don't know, you're a good guy. You're just a good guy. So I understand why you have a nice job and everything's going well for you. And I think, you know, like sky's the limit for you. I think you're going to go above and beyond and keep on keeping on. So I, I'm I'm really impressed yeah. with uh, this whole uh, setup you got going on, and uh, I'm proud of you, man. So even if you were to move on at another spot anytime, man, I always got your back for sure on that because you've always had my back, and I appreciate that. I know uh, Sidearms as well and some of the other crew members that you hit up. So just appreciate that, man, for real. That's a big time. Well, I appreciate that I'm blushing on this side. And, you know, <laughs> I, I do joke with Sidearms and, you know, we just kind of joked about it too is that you know it's definitely been one of those timing is everything aspects yeah for sure there is a part of if you guys didn't play counter-strike where where would i be today um and it's it's always been kind of a, a funny idea to play with so uh you know i it's likewise i appreciate and you guys have always been good friends so it's really special yeah, that's cool, man. We should actually have Sidearms jumping in here in just a minute. He said he would jump in uh, for you, but we'll see if he actually does or not. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I got one question uh, for you real quick about like yeah. when you've been going through this whole process. There's got to be a moment where you met somebody. It might have been Jerry. It might have been somebody that is a pro athlete that you were just like starstruck with. So who was that person for you that you were like just straight up starstruck and like, oh, I cannot believe I'm meeting this person, being in this job, in this position? Yeah, that's a really good question. I, I've had a few of those, um, especially when I was at ESL. Two of my clients were the NFL and Major League Soccer. Um, and then we were also talking to the NHL. Wasn't really in the NBA conversations, but I literally met all three of those commissioners. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and you kind of were in this room, and I, I was even younger at the, the point. I was like, how did I end up in this room? Right. Um, it was definitely one of those. And then, Were you the youngest guy for sure in the, that room? Uh, by maybe 15 years. Oh, I figured um, you were, yeah. Yeah, and you know I have a, a baby face too, so they probably are like, "Who's 
kid is 16, which is even <laughs> different. But it was it was really cool to just have that type of experience. It was really nuts to have and meet Jerry Jones for the first time. It it, it just doesn't feel real. Um, he's one of those kind of bigger than life characters mm-hmm. that you get to meet and you're like, am I really doing this? And so I, I, I've been really fortunate to have a, a ton of those experiences, everything from being at like VIP events at Barclays Center where LeBron was there and Michael Strahan and That's cool. Michael Felt. You just kind of have to pinch yourself and be like, how did I end up in this room? But you know, it, it, it makes things really special. That's pretty cool, man. Like, I can't even imagine walking in one day and, you know, Jerry's just walking around the facility and just hanging out with the boys, you know, just chilling. That's kind of cool. Um, yeah. And I, That's like, fun. my dad growing up, he was a Broncos fan, but my grandpa was a Cowboys fan. And so it's kind of nuts that you worked at both places pretty much. My two teams. Yeah, it's your two teams. So my dad was a huge <laughs> Elway fan. He talked about Elway all the time. And we used to watch Bronco games all the time. I'm a Packers fan, so I'm not like, you know, I don't yeah. really care for them too much. And they used to <laughs> get after each other back in the day. But, uh, um, that's awesome. Yeah. I was, I grew up, my number is four on purpose because of Brett Favre. So Brett Favre was who like a grown up being like in football, soccer. That. Four was my number. And so, uh, I kept four at the end of my name because, you know, Deluxe Four, Deluxe 20, that's our football names, our football names, numbers. That's our football numbers. So that's why we kept it four and 20. But, uh, everybody thinks it's some kind of weed joke or something, but we're like, no, dude, literally, <laughs> it's just the way it is. Like, why not 20 too and young four? To even understand that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't know. We, we, we're not, we were never those people in high school where we drank or did drugs or anything. We always were athletic and stuff and just kind of stayed away yeah. from that. But everybody thinks we're like big potheads or something because we have four and 20 in our name. We're like, okay, just calm down. It's not really that big of a deal. We were, I was like a D back and a wide receiver. He was running back 20. So, I mean, that's the number for it. So, um, that's just kind of where we were with it and kind of stayed friends ever since. But, uh, but anyways. Um, I love that. I was uh, I was going to ask you about something, and I had totally I had it right there, and I totally just lost it. But um, as far as like gaming, do you still game and stuff, or you do you just like don't have time for it because you got big boy jobs to do all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I, I try and make time for it. Right. Um, it's a balance. I've got my job and um, an awesome fiance that also you know deserves a ton of my time. So. I, I try and hop on and, and play when I can. Probably get a, a few hours a day, and you know, get get lucky enough, and we'll play with side or whoever it is. But it definitely kind of is is sparse. Um, but it you know, it's such a a good escape for me, and and something I still love doing. That I'll try and make at least some time for it. What did you uh, grow up playing when you did get to play a lot? So I. I grew up playing a ton of sports games. Um, Same here. We did too. We were big on the NCAA football games. That was like our, right? our jam. Yeah. I've been like just praying that it comes back and, and begging Yeah, you need to tell Jerry to just start paying all the college athletes. And, <laughs> right? <laughs> Have you heard about the with. guys who like update the, the last one? Have you heard about this? Uh-uh. So I've some, seen I've seen people that still play whatever it is like fourteen. They just update it every year. I think it's like farther back than that yeah. even. Yeah, but yeah. So there's I think there's like a group of like guys who literally go in and they create like these spreadsheets, pages and pages of spreadsheets for each like year's class, mm-hmm. and they build out their ratings and update the game manually. Oh um, wow! You can download it, but I think that's like everyone's game of like I need to get back to it and 
I played it for years after it kind of, you know, expired Dude, or whatever. Dude, how it is. awesome was like the recruiting on there? That was the best thing the in the best world. Part by far. You, you're. I would just spend hours. I don't even yeah. want to like play half the time. Exactly. Like, exactly. I want San Diego State, and I want to get a five star running back that runs a four two uh, forty. That's what I'm getting. And this mug is winning the Heisman year one. Don't give exactly. a crap. We're bowling so through people. Bowling Green yeah, ain't just, got nothing on me, okay? Making <laughs> <laughs> so many pro- promises that are just outrageous. Yeah, exactly. Playing time yes. for everybody. Kicker, you can play quarterback. I don't yeah, get Playing time, close to home, whatever yeah. you need. <laughs> <laughs> um, but those, yeah, so that's what I loved. And then I played Call of Duty um, kind of through high school and beyond. And kind of those those were most of my games. And, it wasn't until probably 2015-ish, 2014-2015, where I started playing Counter-Strike and, and moved over to PC. Um, but that was, you know, I've always been, still I am kind of a, a sports game person as well. Yeah, we love the sports games. It seems like there there should be a way that they can go back and not do... I mean, just randomly generate teams. Just have, you know, your Ohio States be an A. Have your Clemson's be A+. Like, it's not that hard. Like, why do we have to have it so similar to the players that are out there now? We don't. Like, just give us the game. We don't care. We just want to play with our teams and try to take them to the ship every year. That's all we want. So, I don't know, man. That's kind of jacked up. I even started, this is how bad it was, Dan. So when they shut down the football, they were, they were still doing baseball for a year afterwards, I believe. And I started playing NCAA no baseball. I'm not even joking <laughs> you. NCAA baseball. That's how sad That's it was. Amazing. Yeah. Just like withdrawal. Oh, yeah. Like I was definitely doing that. And then they had, then Madden has been the same game since I was like 10. It doesn't yeah. even matter. It's been the same freaking game. Uh, yeah, I used to. I used to buy Madden just because I wanted to move my guy up from NCAA. Like that's right? the whole reason that I would buy it, just so I could be like, all right, I'm gonna take my guy, you know, pro, and see how he can do pro or whatever. Career. Yeah, yeah. Fantasy drafts were the crap on uh, Madden back in the day. I don't know how it is now because I haven't bought a Madden in years. Um, but when I used to do fantasy drafts, you could get like Adrian Peterson as your running back and your quarterback could still be like Tom Brady and stuff. But you had the worst offensive line in the world, and so yeah. it didn't even matter. <laughs> but that was, that was awesome back in the day. And that's how I found players was playing Madden. I only right. liked players because I could play them on Madden. Uh, and of course, you know, the ones that go kind of go through some of your college teams and around your local area, you kind of know some of those. But for the most part, I found most of my people on Madden and the soundtracks to those games. That's what, how I found a lot of music. So I don't know, man, they used to have some of the best, but yeah. Um, were you like a uh, Mario person growing up or anything? A little bit. I, so the, the funny story is, is that we weren't allowed to have video games in my house, I think until I was like 13. Jokes on uh, them. That's all you right? do now. I think we had, <laughs> I mean, we had, we had Game Boys and stuff and, you know, it was managed by my parents. We had certain times. So I grew up playing like Mario Kart and the Game Boy and a little bit of Pokemon stuff, but I would, I'd sneak over to friends' houses. Not sneak, but I'd go and play with friends. Yeah. Um, at their house, like after school and stuff and play Mario Party and Mario Kart, but, Please. What I really got into actually was like in college, a bunch of my buddies would have a an N sixty four. So we'd yeah. go back and play like the old school games and that's Double O seven, yeah. Double O seven, yeah. Mar- uh Mario Party, tons of Super Smash because um it's a great kind of It's a competitive game. Yeah. Out game. 
yeah. um, hanging out with buddies and drinking and, and playing some Super Smash. So I a ton of N64 time in in college and, and still have one to this day, which I love. Yeah, I remember going over friend's house, like you were saying, and going to play Mortal Kombat because my parents would let me have Mortal Kombat. I remember that yeah. back in the day. And then also, I had GTA, so when people came over to my house, we played GTA, which I don't know when my mom would let me have GTA but not Mortal Kombat. Because <laughs> I think, for whatever reason, Mortal Kombat at the time was getting like a lot of bad reviews from the news. And they're like, don't let your kids play this because there's fatalities yeah. and all this stuff. And my mom was like, you can't have that game. Like, mom, you let me play GTA and it has hookers in it. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but those are kind of like the games that I was like, oh, I'm kind of being risque playing these games. And I think like Killer Instinct and stuff like that was out. I don't know if y'all remember that game, but that was a, yeah. that was a banger game back in the day too. But I wasn't a Pokemon man, like a Pokemon fan. Like, I didn't understand or even talk about anything anime-related closely until, like, high school. I remember kids on the bus, riding the bus, and they were uh, messing with, like, um, some uh, Yu-Gi-Oh stuff and some other stuff. Like, Dragon Ball Z, maybe. I don't even know. But that's the closest I ever came to that kind of stuff. No, I love it. I, I definitely was never as deep as a lot of people, but um, it's... It's definitely killed some hours for me. Yeah, now we're playing Pixelmon all the time. That's all we play is Pixelmon. So Minecraft and Pokemon put together the two things that probably 8th graders uh, play right now. But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> hey, I, I love it. That's yeah. pretty cool. Do you get time to ever uh, watch any games? Like, I know that you have all these pro teams, and uh, is there a certain game that you like? were like, oh, I like watching our pro team play this. This seems exciting to me. Or maybe there's a pro team that you guys have. Um with you guys that is just really good, maybe at the top of their game right now. Yeah, I think my two favorite are, are Counter Strike and Rocket League. Oh, really? Uh, I think they're just like the the perfect viewing games. Mm-hmm. You know, Counter Strike is perfectly paced out versus something like Call of Duty, where it's you know so much action going on at one time and it's hard to follow where people are, who's dying, where the action is. And you're kind of lost in a single storyline where. Counter-Strike, it's it's never too much action on top of each other and, and has those big suspenseful moments. And then Rocket League's been so fun to watch, and I never really watched it before, Lexi, but the games are so short, they're easy to understand, and just usually pretty epic in, in kind of how intense they get um, because of how quick they are that it's been really, really fun to, to watch. Have you, have you guys been watching... Any esports on the competitive side? I ju- okay. So four months ago, I started playing Rainbow Six again, and that's where oh, I'm nice. kind of going with my channel is Rainbow Six because it has it has a lot of like Call of Duty feel to it, like the way you interact yeah. with people, how much you know it takes because it's just like Search and Destroy. That's all it is. It's Search and Destroy for us. So that's all we played back in the day. So finding the bomb and planting the bomb or defusing the bomb. That's us one on one, and we get to watch each other make fun of each other. That's us. Yeah. Like that's who we used to be. So that has been a big spark for me. And so the latest like uh, big events they've been having, like they just had one, and um, and so I've been watching that as well on Twitch and uh, trying to get into it and see what teams are the best teams in Rainbow Six and trying to get to learn some of the players, which is like a whole new level. So I got really good with the <laughs> CS:GO, and now I'm switching over to Rainbow, and I know absolutely nobody. So. It's kind of crazy, but I enjoy the game a lot, and it seems like that's the thing for me. And I know some of the other guys, they'll watch stuff. We watch, if there's a CSGO major, we'll watch it, right. um, and we'll pull for you know our normal teams like you guys and uh, Cloud9 and um, a couple other teams, 
but for the most part, we like individual players on on uh, CSGO because I can't keep up. It seems like everybody – it's almost like NBA. Like there's so many kids that go back and forth through all these teams. I can't keep up anymore. Um, yeah. So I just try to follow some of the NA teams uh, and the NA players. But um, but yeah, like that's basically what I've seen in the in the past. Um, uh, recently is just Damn. CS:GO that. What's up, sidearms? <laughs> What's up, bro? What's up? Hey, man. Dude, sidearms, a big big Kenny S fan. Yeah, yeah he's I, a big I, Kenny S fan. And <laughs> met Kenny, dude. That that was his opening. Uh, like convince me that I should talk to you. I met, I met, I met Kenny. Kenny S. S. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> Does he speak and, English uh, much? Any French or something like that? Yeah, yeah, he speaks yeah he's French. He's got he's got a French accent. He's, he knows his way around the English vocabulary. Nice. Dude. Um, you should have got him. Yeah. Sick. How we how we uh, how we like met or whatever. How Dan and I met? No, we didn't know that. Go ahead and tell us. For real, I don't know. Uh, so if you remember a long time ago on H4M, uh, I had Comcast problems. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, Dan was working, uh, for a different company at the time and, uh, they had like a VIP line for, uh, for Comcast. And, uh, now I'm one of the Comcast premium VIP people. Dan gave me like the, the referral or whatever. Like he, you know, he like, uh, fucked me up and stuff. So thanks dude. That's awesome. Oh, I I guess I knew that a little bit, but not exactly that it was Dan. I knew it was somebody. I just didn't know it was Dan. I guess. No, dude, Dan the man. That's what I did. I was tell, talking earlier. I said, dude, Dan. He literally is the nicest guy I know on the internet. Pretty much. I was like, yeah. he'll come out of the blue and be like, hey, man, what's up? What's going on? Like, I didn't hit him up. He didn't hit me. Like, he just basically out of nowhere was like, how you doing? Like, he's just a yeah. nice guy. Period. He's there to help you most of the time. I'm, I'm pretty sure he picked me up from the airport without knowing what it looked like. So he was just like picking up a random stranger. Could have been a murderer. He also got in a random stranger's car. So. Hey, that's a good point. Yeah. He does that all Come the time. On. Maybe yeah. I was the fool. Oh, <laughs> I, got, I got this selfie, and he's like, hey, just so you know who you're picking up. And I was like, yeah, I guess that helps. <laughs> Some random homeless dude gets in your car. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Are you sidearms? Sure. Uh, Where are we going? This is weird. Um, we, crushed, we crushed, like, how many burgers that day? Just uh, two or three? Two, two, I think just two, uh, because we had cookies after. True. <laughs> <laughs> they had to have cookies. We had, uh, yeah. Um, Did- him and his, uh, fiance have, like, uh, these, uh, like, frozen cookies. Like, and they, they I know it sounds, like, kind of strange, but they're, they're better than regular cookies, I think. What do you like, mean, Dan? Tell us about these frozen so, cookies, man. So, Taylor has this specialty where she doesn't like to follow the instructions. Okay. They, 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 they turn out in this, like, special way. So, um, it's like, it's like the it? Toll House. <laughs> they're special. Um, but it's like the Toll House cookie recipe or, or whatever it is, and she doesn't actually follow the instructions of how you're supposed to, like, mix in the dries and the wets and whatnot, so they kind of come out flat, but they come out this, like, melted butter sugary goodness that <laughs> for some reason you put them in the freezer and they're just, like, even better after they've been in there, and they yeah, they kind of, like, really melt in your mouth. I don't, she, like... Uh, at first, we were like starting Dan. I'm like, I don't really know about this. Uh, <laughs> Salmonella. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? But then I was like, Oh my god, what are these? Um, so they're they're definitely different. But so they're really good. You're telling me you gave Sidearms the best treatment. You let him go to the facility. You let him have your homemade cookies. So he basically got the the best show around you've ever heard in your life. Y'all got to eat burgers yeah, so all day. We went to we went, uh, we to, went to In and Out. Yeah. Uh, wow. And then we also went to Whataburger. 
Dude, you like yeah. big pimping, side. You literally got well, the best. I, I bet he tried to move in with you. He's done that to D four a few times. Yeah, he literally <laughs> comes over to my house and is like, "Hey, I'm staying for an extra week." I'm like, "No, you're, you're not. Moving. You gotta go." Man. <laughs> he invites well, himself over to my house all the time. I was talking to you before. I guess I think we were talking to both of you like right before side came because he's at your house, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think you were like streaming, and you're like, "Don't like, don't worry." Side literally just wants to do nothing, hang out. Do whatever. It's like, all right, don't worry. And I like made him walk all around the Cowboys facility with me. Like we literally ran yeah, from pretty pug. each yeah. stop to each stop. And I was like, well, that wasn't that relaxing. <laughs> we had a good time. Yeah, yeah. Like that, it, that was cool too. By the way, that was awesome. <laughs> it, like the uh, way he said sport. it, he said it sounded like it was like the it's the best facility in the world. And so I'm pretty it was, jealous. It was I'd, so nice, dude. Yeah, it was so it nice, was, bro. We had fun sending. Um, Shadow and, and Speedy just pictures of the, the Super Bowl trophies. Yeah. <laughs> pictures of the Super Bowl trophies, and then I sent them like a bunch of like Cowboys, uh, merch and like, uh, the, 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 the helmets of like each of the, like the Eagles and the Giants, and I think I like drew a red X on them. I, I, I might have, I can't remember. <laughs> like, cause they, they have this wall that have, uh, all the teams like helmets, and then mm-hmm. I guess whoever they're playing that week, that's the only team's like helmet that, that lights up. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, Good man. Memory. If if you're ever in the area, man, I'd, uh, I mean, obviously, I don't know if uh, Dan has time or anything, but I think it'd be a cool experience. <laughs> we asked him. volunteer for yeah. you to go over to Dan's yeah, house exactly. anytime <laughs> you're in town. Uh, See what if I'm he doesn't about? have cookies, just ask for the cookies. <laughs> get you some cookies. They don't have cookies, don't leave. Stay till <laughs> they have yeah. the cookies. The cookies. I only went to the Cowboys facility so I can get cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all ate burgers, cookies, met Jerry Jones, and did all kinds of crazy stuff I'm hearing. So yeah. that's pretty much it. That's good, man. And then the second time I visited him, dude, he took me to the Tesla store. Oh, <laughs> dude, you you well, basically are dating sidearms now. That's Dan not get, what happened. Dan, get Jerry to use your referral code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got this code, bro. Let me wait, wait, wait. So we went to Shake Shack. Um, Great burgers, by the way. There's every single burger place in Texas, and it's at this kind of development and of course there's a Tesla store like across the street and Starms looks at me with like puppy dog eyes and he's like can we go into the Tesla store (laughs) and then he's like you gotta sit in this one you gotta sit in that one he's like he's telling the reps how it works um, but he's like, yeah. oh, back up, reps. I got this. <laughs> yeah, just step back. <laughs> he's making all the cars dance and he's stuff. Like, I'm, uh, I'm an owner, actually. To <laughs> he pulls out a piece of paper. It says Re- Tesla code. owner on it. He's like, outside the store, just giving out his referral code. Yeah, like, that, we gotta go, man. They're not gonna like this. <laughs> that's my only credential, Tesla owner. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that sounds like a sidearm thing. Like, I, if you had to have him spend a night with you, uh, Dan, it would have been the worst thing ever, dude. He's, he's so needy. <laughs> so needy. He leaves trash everywhere. Thank no joke. I've, I've seen the videos. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he does, man. No. He, he's the worst. But that's, that sounds great, though, for real. That seems awesome. It was fun. Yeah. If, if you guys are ever out in the Dallas area, you definitely have to pay up. Yes. Thanks, side for getting us invites to get cookies. Make sure you get cookies. Them. Cowboys. Uh, you <laughs> oh, you can eat cookies, cookies and burgers. <laughs> did you get to meet his uh, fiance? Side, I did. Uh, she think you're weird. Uh, I damn this. <laughs> <laughs> no, Taylor no. loves side. Oh yeah. man. How did you tell her? Well, see, honey, listen. I used to watch this video game, and these guys used to play this video game. 
Yeah, how's that work? She, she, she watched, uh, did she, did she watch How to Minecraft? No, she watched B-Dub's vlogs. No, B-Dub's vlogs. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, really? Classic. She watched the, yeah. the B-Double-O. With me all B-Double the Olive. Did she uh, get, like, sick from Side's camera uh, skills? Because that was a horrible <laughs> episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, she loved it all. It was, I mean, like, we literally used to all the time. Yeah, okay. Um, it was really, really fun. So it, it was a good, like, kind of gateway introduction. Okay. Into into the the crew life for her. Okay. Um. Yeah. So it was it was cool that like she could start to put together who everyone was. Oh, okay. <laughs> now she just thinks you're a weirdo because you let you know weird yeah, kids over your house. I can't believe my 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 future husband let this weirdo in the car with us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny because like Side and I talk more than or like as much as like all my best friends. Oh, so that's she's good. Always, like, who are you talking to? It's like Side's like, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> He is like a pretty good guy to talk to. I will say that. Side has been with me since forever, like ten years now. I think it is. Isn't it Side? When's it coming up? It, this uh, this year is our ten year anniversary. Sometime in like November, December. Yeah, we've literally probably have not gone a day in the last ten years without talking to each other, pretty much. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's why I mean, you were you know blowing smoke my way, but in all seriousness, <laughs> like I've never met someone as generally nice as like sidearm. So he'll just like reach out about like the nicest things or, or just care more than anyone else. He really like, does care. Who, I, who is this human? You being? can't trigger him either. Like you can, he like, even if you like step on his toes a little bit, he's like, ah, that's what you think. It's like, you're like, <laughs> I'm really trying to get you here and you're just like taking it. And I'm like, okay, whatever side. I'm just, I hate Dude. you, whatever. Dude, I went to go return like this, uh, the suit jacket at Macy's. Uh, it was four hundred and twenty-five dollars, but I got it on sale for oh, sixty. Flex, huh? Weird flex. Oh, I got it on sale for sixty bucks, so that's why I got it. Uh, and then, but it was way too big. I was like, "Damn, dog, you guys have anything else like smaller?" And then, uh, like, they didn't have anything else on sale for that price. And she's like, "We got this for full price." I'm like, "Yeah, no, I, you know, I'm not interested." Uh, and I was like, "Can I just get the money back?" And then she was like, "Yeah, hold on, hold on, let me." Uh, uh, let me do what I do, and then like I felt so bad to tell her like I'm not really I just like want to get that money back and go pretty much. So I listened for like 20 minutes, like have her like tell me all the different. And you ended up buying clothes. a full price jacket. <laughs> no, I was like I you know I'll I'll come back another day. I'll check it out some more. Thank you so much. <laughs> just ran out. So you felt bad, side? Is that what you're trying to tell us? You felt bad that she didn't know that? Well, I told you her like 20 times and she, she she wouldn't listen. So it's either That's me walking away. It's a good salesman. Or it's a good salesman. That's when you just turn around and run away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. What are you buying a jacket like that for, anyways? I uh, I only shop in the clearance, bro. So I saw a Dude, suit and uh, you got plenty of pants. money. And like I said before, I shop only in the clearance. <laughs> shop only in the clearance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, this like the suit was four hundred twenty-five, went down to sixty, and then these pants were one hundred seventy-five. I got them for fifteen bucks. Pog Dude, <laughs> you literally wear ultra boots. They're like one hundred sixty bucks. And then you wear a fifteen dollar pants, dude. You're you're great, yeah. son. You're great. <laughs> oh, they're one hundred seventy five dollar pants, but they're on sale. <laughs> That's true, though. Like stuff is so marked up, it's ridiculous. Like it doesn't make any yeah, sense. Exactly. How can they afford to sell it at sixteen? If like you know, imagine the margins they're making on those. Oh yeah. yeah. All the idiots paying full price. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> like I said, he only shops in the, <laughs> in the discount section. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, Dan, Dan actually, uh, inspired me, dude. After, so, uh, Dan, I don't know if, uh, can I talk about the card thing? Yeah, I touched my first card, Apple card. That was oh, weird. really? Oh, <laughs> oh, God. Dude, they're cool. Is this where you're yeah, getting you all your, your stuff part. from? Side? The, the money? Anything, like anything new, because it seems like it's coming through Dan. Like whatever Dan gets, you're getting. Yeah, it seems like Dan it. has to approve it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Dan, uh, Dan has the first metal credit card I've ever seen. He has the American Express Platinum. And, uh, dude, I, I saw him with it. I was like, damn, dog, what the hell? Can I see it? Or, like, can I hold it? And he's like, yeah, man. <laughs> and I was like, let me just snap a picture of the back really quick. <laughs> yeah, wacky numbers. I'm just getting them wacky numbers. It was, it was, it was really heavy, dude. And, like, you know, I was like kind of surprised by the weight and I was like, geez, Louise, man, this is so fancy. Like, I, I, I need one. So then I started building credit, like, maybe two months after, uh, I think my second visit or what was it? I can't remember exactly, exactly what was my first or second visit, but, um, yeah, so now, like, I got into, like, I've started watching a bunch of videos and, like, credit card churning and all that kind of stuff and, like, the benefits of all these cards and stuff like that. So, uh, now I have this, uh, I mean, it's, it's metal, but the benefits aren't that great on the, on the Apple cards. So, but, but it's, it's metal. metal. You made it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I was like, Dan, Dan, you have made it. This. I can then, retire like, I now. I got it. As, 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 as soon as I got it, I messaged Dan. I sent, uh, Dan a text. I was like, yeah, bro, I got the metal credit card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sent me a picture of it. next time. Yeah. Huh? I said, you're buying the burgers next time. <laughs> he uh, sent me a picture of it, Dan, and I was like, where's all the numbers at? He's right? Like, I said the same thing. <laughs> and I was like, don't flip it over on the back. Let me see the number. He's like, there's literally no numbers on it. Whatever. I was like, you're lying. You're lying. I got to have yeah. the wacky numbers on the back. Hit me up. wacky numbers on the back. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, all right, Dan. We'll leave you alone, man. But uh, thanks for coming on the podcast and everything. Thanks, Sodoms, for jumping in, brother. Um, yeah, dude. At the end, we have just kind of this little thing where we like to shout out stuff. If there's anything that you want to talk about as far as complexity goes, your personal life, maybe you got a new vlog or a YouTube channel. I don't know what you got going on with your life, Dan, but if you got something, hit us up with a little shout out, and uh, then we'll just go ahead and end this thing, man. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely, you know, all the support back to Complexity and Complexity Gaming across our social headers, Twitter, Instagram, at Complexity Gaming, um, following us. We are, our CS team starts this Friday with um, our, our major run and, and hoping for success. We've had two really, really strong major runs. Got the 16-year-old Phenom Oboe. So just want to make sure to Pog. root on and, and cheer our team, you know, if you want to get some of that stickers and CS and, you know, deck out your, your guns like I've got. Um, you know, all the support is welcome, but um, just really thankful and thanks for you guys for having me on here and, you know, being friends throughout the year and, and kind of getting me here. So definitely appreciate it. No problem, Dan. Uh, again, if you want to check out Dan, he does have a Twitter too. Dan, you want to shout that out real quick? Sure. It's uh Dan F. Hers on Twitter. Um, if you want to follow it'll, me, it'll, it'll be in the description, right? Yeah, it'll all be in the description for <laughs> sure. But uh, it's mainly it's mainly complexity content and, and crew content. So you know, it's what everyone that's wants. How we like. That's how we <laughs> like it. That's how we like it. That's all you need. But uh, thanks again, Dan, dude. I learned so much from this uh, podcast, dude. I was really excited to Thank have you, man. And uh, we'll definitely be hitting you up again for another uh, podcast in the near future. All right, brother would love to all right thank you dan thank you side all right guys thanks so much for coming by another gfy podcast if you haven't checked out our other episodes please go do that we've been having a lot of fun interviewing these people so please go check out all the episodes and we'll see you guys next time on the gfy podcast peace